Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Our next guest is our woman on the move. And tonight, that is Bonalo Chipape. She was born and raised in Rustenburg. She loved to draw and design. She later studied graphic design, spent a bit of time in the advertising space. Then she took a leap of faith and started her own business. Bonalo, thank you so much for joining me this evening. You certainly did take a leap of faith because you really slogged and had to swallow your pride and lift yourself up again in order to make it to where you are today. Thank you so much for having me and for inviting me on the show. You started Lula's Clan. And, you know, when we were having a chat a little bit earlier, you know, there was so many challenges that you spoke about. But, you know, take our listeners through it. Tell our Afropolitans about, you know, the hard slog and what it took to actually bring Lula's Clan to life. Okay, so I think with any startup, any person who has a passion, um, passion to create or to bring a product into the market, uh, there is that the fear of the unknown. Um, you don't know whether your vision will will you know will come to life. You don't know whether what you're doing, what you set out to do, will actually be fruitful. But for me, I think it was just really sitting down with myself and writing down what I wanted to do and where I wanted to take my brand. So I create textiles, yes, but I was like, if I want to if I want to grow in this industry, it needs to be authentic authentic. It needs to come from the inside. So it was a more of a reflection of if I'm bringing this product, what am I offering? So I'm telling my story through the pieces that I design, through the textiles that I design. I'm also celebrating culture and not only my culture, but other people's cultures. I mean, like we are, we are a nation that's so diverse and it was almost like a melting pot of ideas. And this is where all my inspiration came from. And the biggest thing was my why. Why do I want to do this? So for me, it was um, it was about I want to create something that can stand um, stand the test of time. I want to create products that touch and evoke emotions, but also um, are educators that also become a collectible piece of design or art that preserves our cultures. I mean, like. Um, we're moving into a space where young, the youth are so influenced by Western culture. You know, we've got different types of pop culture, fashion that's popping up, but then there seems to be a lack of identity. So my work, really, I needed to, to ask myself, why do I want to create and why do I, why do I want to start this business? So I started it and... Um, it took a, it took a long time. So with planning, um, I looked at okay. After I leave my job, that leap of faith, where would I go? I got in touch with incubators, uh, business seminars, really going to these places that are free of charge, and just keeping an eye and an and open mind that you know what. I'm not going to learn this at school. I need to go out there. I need to read. I need to invest time. I need to go to these business seminars and really listen and connect to other fellow entrepreneurs. And from there, 
from word of mouth and also connecting with other um, uh, female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, you you get to learn. You get to if you're struggling with one challenge, for example, if it's a logistics. In my situation, it was an online. I I, I ran an online store. So the first thing was. Who, how is my product going, going to get to the customer or the mm-hmm. end user? And where do I go? Because there's so many, there's so many logistic companies and so on, but I still like, I, I found it very daunting. And then I got connections from, hey, check out one, two, three. This person has a logistics start there. And again, navigating the digital space as an online retailer, like, um, I've been in business for four years, but four years ago, South Africa is still slow in terms of online mm. retailing. It's only now because COVID, um, I think it forced people to really, because they didn't, they, they couldn't go to shopping malls or, or shops. They really had their devices to shop on. So it's only now that it's picking up and we're getting into the habit of using our, our technology. So for me, that was the biggest, biggest, um, challenge where now I need to educate my customer because I'm based in Westenburg, they're based in Joburg. How do I create a customer service and experience when we're two, two places or worlds apart? And so I needed to really sit down and navigate the digital space, learn about online retailing. How do I attract my customers? How do I get my products from A to B? And where, to, where, where would I go? Um, so uh, apart from also the funding that's involved in terms of starting a business, that is also quite a challenge because uh, for me, yes, I started, I had a I had to say, but it's never enough, right? You, finance is, you know, finance yeah. is always an issue. So, Bunola, <laughs> yeah. you said, you know, you, you, you studied graphic design and you talk about being, I mean, did you teach yourself all of this? Because you study graphic design, you know how to design, you understand that, you understand textiles, you know exactly what you want to do and you know what kind of product you want to make and who you want to work with. But actually putting that into practice and starting a business and getting out there, finding client clients is is difficult. I mean, how did you, yeah. did you find somebody to help you? Did you go back to school? Where did you get that kind of business, that marketing knowledge that you needed in order to make this um, online business work? So, um, yeah, I, I, I was reading a lot. I was connecting a lot. So um, my first stop was okay. It's online. How do I how do I really uh, create um, a market for this product? And so I wrote down a list of the people like the dream boards, sort of like a dream board. But mm. you wrote down a list of okay, this is a product. It's a cushion. Who uses cushions? It's interior designers because. I wasn't aiming for math. I knew that um, I wanted collectible design. I wanted collectible pieces that take time, that tell stories. So the people that really invest um, into such products are interior designers because they're working with specialized projects that really, like, you can create one piece, but that piece can take time. So I wrote down all, I was buying magazines, homeware magazines, I wrote down a list of all the interior design companies that I wanted to work with. And then from there, I researched every single interior design uh, designer's aesthetic. 
for example, not every interior designer will go for an African contemporary look. Some people go for glam. But then I, I, I had to really bring that focus in terms of who do I want to work with? Who is fit to really explore and and really translate my designs into an environment that really, um, really uplifts it and supports it and that brand alignment as well. So for me, it started there. And then cold calling, again, looking through magazines, I would take down contact. I still do that. Take down contact and I call. I call every single media publication or I send emails. Whenever I create a collection, I send out a notebook. Hey, my name is Bonolo Shibabe and I'm a textile designer. I've got a new range. Please have a look. I'd love to get featured. So it's really uh, taking that risk. There was a lot of no's in the process. There was a lot of uh, uh, maybe next year, maybe maybe something something always happens or the, you know you get rejected along the way. Nothing is ever smooth. But in that, I was trying constantly, and every week I set those goals that okay, I am gonna cold call five people, and maybe I get one client, and word of mouth as well. So um, it's also investing in. Uh, creating a product that can do the job for you, the marketing job for you. So, for example, um, I make sure that the products that I put off are really of great standard and the work that I do for clients are really of great standard so that they can also refer me to another client and say, hey, um, we did a project with Bonolo. Uh, we were so happy about uh, the outcome. Maybe give her a try. And that's how you really just slowly, slowly just get that market in. You get those people that really, um, and the fun project as well. It's like um, you kind of navigate what you want to do as well because you've got focus, because you have to have focus. You can't cater to every single person. So, yeah. I, you know, cold calling is so difficult. It's really difficult. And I mean, you know, going through magazines and just calling people, getting their time, getting their attention, um, getting someone to take you seriously is really difficult. You have to push and push. But, you know, you talk about market as well. We often talk about the fact that finance is so difficult to come by and you can't actually do anything. You can't start this business because accessing finance is so difficult. But accessing the market, and especially for you, I mean, you have a very niche product. You talk about culture. You knew exactly what you wanted to do. You talk about creating an, an identity for South Africans. I mean, this is very niche. So, you know, creating that access or finding that access to market is also really difficult. Definitely. I mean, like uh, for me, it was just um, I knew that it was going to be difficult. So I was, you know, you need to not try everything, even design competitions. I believe that I am where I am today because I entered two design competitions or a design competition that has, you know, that drew me closer to a very amazing South African home homegrown loved brand, you know, Nando's SA. And in and entering those type of competitions, you get also exposed to mentors also in the field of design or whatever you're doing. And in those competitions, they really also help drive the publicity, drive the marketing of here's a young designer who's doing something amazing. And uh, also reaching out to platforms that uh, support your industry. For me, I reached out 
to to platforms like Nando's platform uh, and a whole lot like Mr. Price Home. I was writing down that I, I would love to do a collaboration with you. I'm a young designer. Here's my portfolio. You go to these places with faith and you just try it out. Even if you don't like competitions, even if you don't like social media, you kind of have to do those hard and difficult things that out of the norm, mm. if you weren't in business, um, you wouldn't be doing. You wouldn't even care that you on Twitter or, or you're on Facebook. But this is the reality that we, we're facing, that you need to equip with yourself. You have a cell phone device. It can take beautiful pictures, take a picture, post it on social media, and learn about these platforms like Instagram. You know, for me, that was also the greatest challenge. I'm such an introvert, and uh, then I need to use these tools, but mm-hmm. you have to. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's so, uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, inspirational when you talk about the fact that you pushed and you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Um, and you had to, you were almost self-taught on the marketing aspect of it, the business aspect of it and how to, you know, um, your market research and how to find clients to an extent that, you know, when you moved to, when you moved to Johannesburg, I mean, you just couldn't afford it. You had to pack up and go back home. Yes, um, so that that is the other part of starting a business means that you are you need to risk everything and you need to come in with that mindset that fine um, you might admire a certain lifestyle you might admire um, you know when we look in magazines we see these business people they're looking amazing but to get there you need to really sacrifice like it's something called even the smallest, the necessity like medical aid. For example, I had to downsize. I had to leave a beautiful apartment because I was working. I was, I was, I had that security. I had to leave the apartment, come back home to Westenburg where there's not even a, an art gallery. There's no, you don't see the youth walking around with cameras like in Bramfontein, taking pictures, being immersed in the art and design. You don't see that here. Here it's a mining town. So I need to really say, I need to start up lean. And when I say lean, it's, it, it really means that, that go back home, use your bedroom, use your mother's shack at the back to really uh, create and make these cushions. Um, use uh, the laptop that you got six years ago that's giving you problems, but, you know, create with it. So it's really breaking down and going back to your most simplest form. Eventually, it will come together. Eventually, then you start, you know, growing, you start scaling, you start doing this and that. And um, that's that's the advice I would also give to anyone who's starting up is that be willing to let everything Mm. go because you must have the vision and the will to say, I will make it back again. Yeah. I looked at your designs and they're really, really beautiful. Um, where are you now? I mean, where are you in that space? I mean, since you've started the business, your struggles, you moved back home. How established are you now? Are you in a better space? I would like to believe that I'm in a better space, but you never <laughs> are. Are you paying the bills? Right? <laughs> you 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 never are satisfied. You never are where you 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 see in 
your mind yes. where you want to be. But I would I would say that I have uh, I've I've gotten accustomed to to really embrace um, the the digital space. For example, I'm, I'm an online retailer. I'm an on, online designer, and that has allowed me to really not be location specific. And that's something I didn't know for years back when I started. So I'm able to do business across regions, across countries. And that's the beauty of it. And now I'm starting to really embrace it that I don't need a big building, you know, because my business, the way it's set out, it doesn't need that right now because I'm still able to attract clients. I'm using this tool to get me where I want to be. And it's it's helping slowly and with with scaling as well. It it has helped in terms of I'm um, I'm in a position where I can I can fulfill what I planned out to do, which is employ. And you start off with one employee and then you add another and after two years you add another person. So mm. I guess I measure my growth and my and, and, and the success um in that that I'm able to change someone's life in the process. It might not be a permanent job, but or it might be a contractor. But the fact that I get, I'm able to to bring other people to the party and bring other people to work with me on projects. That's beautiful. And collaboration, collaborating with other artists, with other designers, with other people, with your community, that also helps. So if you're making beaded beaded handbag or something, instead of taking someone from far away, maybe try and teach them. Even if you don't know, mm-hmm. try to learn that skill together. Get a group of women, a group of, of people, and try to teach uh, people around your community so that you can grow. And then when you move out of Northwest or that region, you know that you've, you've left a mark and you've, you've, you've given someone a skill that they can also make a living with. I think, and that is the power of small businesses. And this is why there's such a big drive in this country to support small and medium enterprises because you have businesses like yours, you know, you managing to keep the overheads low um, in order to employ somebody. And, you know, down the line, you employ another person. And that's all it's about. I mean, we have the power to create so much of employment with small businesses. Well, thank you so much for your time this evening. And I wish you all the luck and uh Hopefully, you know, one day we can uh, purchase something beautiful from Lula's clan. That was Bonalo Chipape. She's a textile designer and founder of Lula's clan. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu. Every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.